Uh, okay, so hello everybody, welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard, with me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Yes, sir. Gentlemen. Yeah. It has been a week. <laughs> In what sense? It's been seven days. It has been seven days since we last spoke. <laughs> uh, the missus was out of town for most of those days. So I got to single dad it up. Um, yeah, that's really, that's about it for me. <laughs> that's uh, super exciting. Did, like, what what misadventures did you get up to? Uh, really nothing. I basically <laughs> stayed home and cleaned and did laundry. And uh, occasionally I'd be like, hey, kiddo, come on, let's go to Skyline. <laughs> Mom like, goes away, it's a Skyline week. That sounds like part of the jingle they should add. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever mom's away, it's skyline time. <laughs> nice. I think I think you could pitch it. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, that, Greg. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Greg, how's your week been? Uh, I don't know. Chelsea's been in the tube today, or tube. So it's been a kind of a rough week. Mm. Yeah, it's actually been a rough few weeks with them because they've uh, had some issues. Well, and everyone's getting back from the so. tournament now too, so everybody's a little bit rusty. Everyone's trying to find their game flow again. Some guys yeah, have to find their game. Like everybody changes how they this play. This one's not rust. This oh, one, like this one's not rust, right? So we signed a player. <laughs> well, on loan, we paid eleven million dollars for this person to play for six months. Right. Right. So. When the first 60 minutes of the match, he looks great. And he's doing, like, he has, like, five of our ten shots, all these chances. Like, he's he's doing really well. And then our defender does a, has a crappy pass. He has to try to, like, try to stop it, like, try to control it. And it kind of gets away from him because it was, like, shoulder height right at him. Like, like a fast one. So he drops it down, he gets away, he slide tackles, gets a freaking red card, and now he's suspended for three games. Oh, jeez. So he's ended up playing, like, less than 12 matches because he can't play in the Champions League because he played for a Champions League club before. So So to surmise, Greg has had a not great week. Yes, not amazing. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, It's just... Rains it pours. That is also true. I know <laughs> Richard and I have been hitting refresh on Wrestle Inc. and Sean Ross Sap and trying to find out what all's going on with uh, the other horrific human being known as Vincent Kennedy McMahon because he strong armed his way back into taking over WWE. <laughs> he said, Yeah. He's like, we, we... I don't give a fuck. I'm coming back. <laughs> Sound like anybody else you know? <clears throat> Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, we we already talked about this a bit last week. It's kind of funny because last week we were like, yeah, he's forced his way back on the board. And then Monday, it was like, hey, he forced his way back onto the board. And everyone was like, <gasps> And then Stephanie quit. <laughs> it's like the Pokemon. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was, it was surprise Pikachu face. And it's like, guys, we knew this was going to happen last week. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone now shocked by it? I think what people are more shocked by is that there's still a potential that that private investment firm from Saudi 
is one of the bidders potentially to buy the company. Oh, I'm not shocked by that at all. It's they they are probably the one bidder who will buy from him mm-hmm. and then let him run it as however he wants. Yeah. Well, they're also the only bidder where it will switch back to uh, being a private company instead of a publicly traded. Because if it goes to um, Disney or ESPN, uh, it's listen, listen, man, the bidders that they said are on board. That's the only one that would allow them to go back to being a private. I mean, it, it's it's not allowed. They would go back to being private because it's a private yeah. equity firm. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, there uh, CNBC and a few others are actually reporting that the cons are in the bidding. And it would go private at that point if the cons bought it. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the cons are going to buy it, but I would vastly prefer to see the cons buy it over the Saudis. So, well, Saudis are buying everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting, and of course, it's mania season coming up so this is exactly what they want to have happen is generate interest and eyeballs so we'll see we don't need to talk about this too much i mean it's it's there's really not that much to be able to discuss i did think it would be interesting for greg to kind of chime in a little bit on this just with his perspective on kind of how organizations like that can be affected by ownership coming from overseas i think it would kill the product if we're being honest it's it's interesting because um, you know when the rumors hit that the Saudis were buying it, there were a lot of uh, there was a, a lot of reactions from people that were saying that basically wrestlers have told them they would walk out if Saudi Arabia bought it. But there were already there are already a bunch of wrestlers who go to Saudi Arabia on these you know Saudi Arabian excursions. Yeah two times a year. So I, I kind of feel like they would not, not as many would walk out as they're saying would walk out. I think it would be bigger names that would walk out though. And I mean, you've, you've seen that kind of stuff happen with what's the name of that golf live. live yeah. Golf. You've seen some of the like fallout from that too, right? Yeah. But not that many big names actually turned them down. I mean, the only big name that really was like, I'm not doing that was tiger. I mean, <laughs> but now you're seeing like the guys that join that league aren't allowed to participate. I know there's a lawsuit going on, but like they've said, if you're going to play for that what it's, company organization, the PGA said you're not entitled right, that, to come here to perform. That's not because the fact that they're getting money from the Saudis. That's because Live Golf is a competing but that's what US I mean. tournament company. Yeah. So it's it, the the PGA is like yeah you can't perform here but it's not it's not has nothing to do with whatever but also most of those guys that sign with Live are like yeah that sucks but have you seen the checks I'm getting Yeah it's Yeah I I've looked it up I mean like most of these guys are getting more for 2 years of Live Golf than they've made in their entire PGA career And that's and that's where I would find it interesting to see what would happen with a Saudi-owned WWE, as much as I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Um, I'd find it interesting to see what would happen with them, you know, three months, six months down the line after the initial 
shock and outrage from everyone down to, you know, from us down to the wrestlers mm-hmm. comes out because the Saudis are going to be like, oh, that's cool. Uh, so you're outraged by us. Well, that really sucks. Um, so if we add one zero to this check, um, would you sign for three years? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, hold on. If we add two zeros to this check. Well, it's... I don't know. I I mean, it would be nice to see El Generico show up in AEW after that happens, if it happens. Well, I, I think that in reality, if the Saudis were purchasing WWE, um, I think El Generico would be out. I think that I, I, I think that Triple H slash whoever is in charge of talent at that point would be like, you know what, that's okay. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and let you out of your contract. Yeah. Uh, and if I had to take a guess, I would assume they'd let Owens out too. Yeah. Fantastic. That's all I want. But uh, outside of that, I mean, that was kind of a little bit of the news cycle this week. And I think I'd rather get some of the other kind of sad news behind us early on in the show today. Um, obviously, in the last couple of days, we did learn of the passing of Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, child's, she's the only child. Of Elvis, Pre- I mean, <laughs> as far as we know, the only child that Elvis ever had. Um, that's kind of a bummer, man, because it feels like that's such, that was like one of the last kind of threads that tied us to an era of like American culture and uh, history that's just gone. You know what I mean? Like the last remnant of something that's. That's really weird. It's really weird to try and process something like that. We're like, now that's no longer a thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Um, it, it, it is weird because, like, she has, for my entire life, she's been a celebrity. Yeah. But she's been a celebrity based entirely on, like, her dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little bit less so her mom, but, you know, her parents, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, in today's age, people be like, oh, she's a Nepo baby. Um, but, I mean, reality is she's she's someone who I have pretty much always known the name of, and it's entirely based off of her, her you know, incredibly famous father. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, like, it, it was. Like, I was sad when I heard the news, and I have no actual connection to this woman. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, if I'm like, what's your favorite Lisa Marie Presley story, or what's your favorite Lisa Marie Presley memory? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, remember when she married Michael Jackson, and then it was weird <laughs> for, like, three years? Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Married too. Remember when she married Nicholas Cage, and then that was, you know, kind of normal for like three years i just think it's wild like i think the part that makes you sad is just seeing like how young she still was you know what i mean i think that's the part that really kind of threw me off because i was like dude she wasn't even she was 54 yeah like you just it's it's one of those things that you know if she'd been like um marlon brando's co-star from sayonara died passed away in the last 24 hours and she was 97 and you're like i mean yeah she was 97 okay 
I mean, she lived a great life. She got to experience like absolute craziest times of humanity. You know, it's like at least she got to live, but like 54, man. You know, well, that's. It's, it's like, you know, I, I've, I watched, um, and I, I, I do think I mentioned this at least once or twice. On Apple TV Plus, I watched uh, Mythic Quest, which if you haven't watched it yet and you have access to Apple TV Plus, you should watch Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good show. <laughs> um, the first two seasons have F. Murray Abraham in it. Right. Uh, F. Murray Abraham was the voice of Conchu in um, in Moon Knight. Uh, but if we're if you're really being like, what do I know F. Murray Abraham from? He looks familiar because no one knows him by name, uh, other than White Lotus. Um, oh, he was Salieri in Amadeus. And when you watch Amadeus, which was made in like 1980, you're like, wow, that dude who played Salieri looks really old. Like, he must be in his mid-50s. And he's not quite in his mid-50s. He was, like, probably, like, 40 at the time. But he looked really old. Yeah. And then you look at F. Murray Abraham now, and you're like, how old is he? And he's in his mid-80s now. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, it, it is. It's so it's so weird about life. Like, you know, it, you don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, and you have someone who you watch like F. Murray Abraham, who's well into his mid eighties, and then you have Lisa Marie Presley, who you know made it to fifty four. Yeah, that's just it's it's sad. That's all I can really say about it. I mean, there's it just feels like in the last year there's been a lot of those that are just like sad to hear of like people's or individuals passing. Um. So, I mean, I hope everyone that was, like, close, family, friends, etc., like, have the time to heal. I'm sure it's a huge loss and a huge void in their lives now, just as it is with anybody that loses a family member. Um, But it sucks. It just feels like a piece of what people would have considered, you know, that traditional Americana a little bit. That was kind of the last piece. And that's, you know, outside of the lasting legacy of his music and a little bit of hers. You know, that's it's kind of a bummer, man. You know, you never you never want to see that. You never want to see it happen to someone that was as young as she still was. But uh, you know, it's don't need to circle the drain <laughs> for the next hour. There's lots we can still talk about that's a little bit more uplifting in nature. Um, we can get into the meat and potatoes, as it were, of what you guys have watched this week. Uh, Greg, yes, sir. I think just because I enjoy when you are fully engaged and cognizant and excited to talk, what have you been able to watch this week? And is there anything that you want to be able to, uh, just have us either ruin or support? <laughs> uh, well, I, I watched, uh, well, I rewatched, rewatched, uh, Forrest Gump. Because it went on Netflix. Oh, okay. That's one of those movies that even at like at the end, you're just like, God, it gets you every time. <laughs> it just like there's very few movie, movies that'll still do that today. Mm-hmm. That they have watched like Forrest Gump just happens to be one of them, and I don't know why. 
Other than you still don't know what killed Jenny. AIDS. Yeah. Well, they said it was a virus. AIDS. Did they actually <laughs> say it was AIDS? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure that it's it's made relatively clear. It's ma- well, yeah, without saying it. Fully. I mean, the exhibited yeah. behaviors and the uh, unspoken implications, and given the well, time that it occurred, I think that's what you were probably right. staring so at. So did it did it happen after the kid? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. The, um, no, that's, and I mean, that's kind of a cool thing to be able to do because we're getting into award season now as well. Like the Golden Globes happened this week. I don't know anything about anything. All I know is that Lip Gallagher from Shameless won a Golden Globe for his series on Hulu. The Bear? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, that was actually, it was an FX series, but yeah, it was also on Hulu. Yeah, so, uh, but no, it's, I mean, that was one of the few times where like, I saw a film win an award. I was like, yeah, I see that. Okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. And it's one of those ones. It's always on TV. So, I mean, anytime it's on TV and you're going past, I will stop and watch Forrest Gump almost every single time it's on. Yeah. um, I don't have any problem with Forrest Gump. I think it's a great movie. Um, It's... I I, I listened to another podcast, uh, you know, believe it or not. Um, called Rewatchables. Uh, it's been put out by the Ringer Podcast Network, a.k.a. Bill Simmons. Um, it, that man's knowledge of film is, it, from someone who is just a regular person, it is damn near unmatched. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I think that, I feel like he must just have, like, a movie theater built into his house that they just send him every new movie. Yeah. Because he'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember seeing this in theater, and I remember seeing that in theater, and, like, he sees everything. Um, But, you know, he'll oftentimes talk about, um, you know, movies that came out a particular year. Um, and that year, I think it was 1993 movies, uh, was insane. You know, Forrest Gump won Best Picture. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me look it up, because just looking at what was nominated that year was just absolutely bonkers 93 you said it was not 93 is 94 yeah i was gonna say 93 was jurassic park yeah yeah i've got it here so forrest gump won best picture uh four weddings and a funeral was inexplicably nominated um pulp fiction was nominated uh, quiz show and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's that's some competition that year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it, it is. It's just like you look at some of these some of these years, and and he'll talk about it, and then he'll talk about like the Oscar snubs, and it's just like wow, that's just absolutely nuts. 
uh, is side note. If if you're looking for a fun podcast, rewatchable is really fun, and what all they do is they will go back and they'll talk about a particular movie, uh, and they have all these little fun categories they'll do with it, um, and they'll specifically talk about you know here are the movies that came out that got nominated for best picture. Should this movie have been one of them? What would you have taken out, etc.? Yeah. That sounds like it might actually be an interesting podcast to listen to just to get a different perspective on like some of the older films that maybe, you know, we were too young to be able to really fully digest in the sense or with the purpose of which they were made. It works a bit better if you are familiar with the movie or have some sort of love for it. Yeah. But like at the same time, like I've never seen Sideways and this week's episode was Sideways and I still enjoyed the damn the damn podcast. Yeah. I need them to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Give me that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's Forrest Gump, Greg. uh, Or were you just like, you know, how do do I top this? Forrest Gump is like the summit. It's nothing but downhill from here. Were you able to like stomach or like grind through anything else to watch? Um, I wish they had a history on Netflix. It's kind of a pain. I'm so used to it with YouTube. Like, YouTube's like, oh, you watch this in this order. Like, all right, cool, thank you. So I don't have to think about it. <laughs> all the stuff you watched, was that memorable this week? Oh, I watched The Imitation <laughs> Game again. That was the other one. Okay. I, I freaking love that show. Walk the, um, the Imitation Game, right? Yeah. Can you give us a brief synopsis just to kind of cue people back in if they haven't actually heard, seen it? It's the Alan Turing story, how they broke Enigma during World War Two. Right. Then what the British, <laughs> what the British uh, Empire did to him was horrible. Those can so those treatments didn't even stop until I want to say like the eighties. Yeah. What is what did they call it? Conversion therapy, and it was just like chemical castration, essentially. Yeah, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I I don't, but that's just it's a different time or different situation, I guess. I have to look an idea. I can't rationalize it. Yeah. So, but watching the watching the show and watching what he did, and to see how he was treated because of something that dumb was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a great film. I I enjoy, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch. You can't go wrong with that guy for just about anything, unless it's a documentary on animals because he can't pronounce penguin properly. <laughs> in which case, you're going to sit there for two hours and just shake your head. Um, Who cares about penguin? <laughs> the penguins do, Greg. The penguins care about themselves. Um, I doubt they understand what it means. <laughs> the uh. There was, there was something else with Benedict Cumberbatch that I remember watching, and all I could think of. Every time he gets brought up, I haven't rewatched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness since we th- saw it in theaters. Yeah, I still haven't either. And I'm thinking maybe like, I feel like that's the one that we should watch this week, just as like a rewatch for ourselves to go back. Because I th- like, let's be honest, <laughs> and the nice thing is that. People don't realize this. Richard's not here right now, so we can just do whatever we want. Right. The parents have left the house. 
Um, for starters, Richard loves Ghost Rider. It's his favorite movie. He would tell you that it's award-winning performance by Nicolas Cage. Uh, he definitely believes it should have won Golden Globes. Also, his favorite Marvel film. If you guys need gift ideas for Richard at any point in the future, he loves Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. Multiple copies delivered to him via Amazon would be fantastic. Send mm-hmm. him all the Age of Ultron things. He's not going to take this out because he's not going to re-listen to this. So it's fine. Right. Um, Our man you just beat Man City, by the way. Fantastic. Wait, no, it's not, because I don't think I picked that to be the result, so I just got boned. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, that was a rough one. I watched it. Uh, there was It was uh, kind of sketchy, is how it happened. Well, not really sketchy. Like It, ha- it was two quick goals from Man U that put him ahead, right. and one of them was um, like, on the border of if they should do it type thing, like mm-hmm. give it to him. Because uh, Rashford was definitely offsides, but he didn't touch the ball. Okay. And, uh, and Bruno Fernandez kicked it in. Like he made, he scored the goal. Okay. So, and uh, they were all up in arms about it. Um, I do but, have one other thing that I think you and I can talk about while Richard's not here because it's going to be the same result if he was. Mm-hmm. Um. They have said that James Gunn is sitting down to discuss with the gentleman that put together the Batman film with Robert Pattinson. Um, they are going to keep the new Batverse separate from whatever James Gunn is doing with the DC universe. They are not going to be congruent, as it were. I, yeah, I, I just don't care about it now then. I, just, I literally just don't. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Let's make another flicking Batman. Let's make sev- the seventh Batman. It's so, not the actual comics here. Okay. So are you fine if they don't go the route of another Batman and then just Batman as it stands with the DC Universe is completely separate and its own thing? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Just don't okay. pull him into whatever crap he's making. Right. That's the, I just, it's just like you're if you're watching if you're if you have comics, right? You have Batman, you have you know, you have Batman, you have Superman, you have you know, Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. And they all have stories that are not linked. Then if they create another, if they create a fourth one that has two of them, but then they go like, okay, I'm gonna have uh, Superman and Batman in this one, and mm-hmm. then make another one that has Batman and uh, Wonder Woman in another that are all different, sto- like all different universes. Right. Like you're just throwing crap at the wall right now. Yeah, whatever it's, sticks is what they're going to go with. Yeah, there's no consistent like connection or connectivity between the properties, and you kind of lose what's fun about comics is that you do have overlap of characters and their own unique stories and their experiences and their journey. Um, right. I just that's what that's what I'm saying is like it. You have to like pull people in and make it a story that they want to follow. Mm-hmm. But if you like, okay, I'm I'm reading Batman, like, oh, this is awesome. Let's see what they do with this. And then you over watches this other story has Batman and Wonder Woman, and there's absolutely no reference, even though they're in the same time frame. Yeah. Like, what? Like another <laughs> universe? Okay, it's another universe. Like that's just a cheap way of saying I'm too lazy to write a story that goes across multiple things. Yeah. Just well, nuts. 
I'm just, I don't know why. I really have no why. I don't understand why it makes me so annoyed. Kind of in line with that and what you just said, I'm fine with them doing that so long as down the road it's not a thing where they're like, well, we got to have Batman. We need to cast a Batman. No, you already have one. So if this is what you're going to do, if your DC shared universe and all of its properties and all of its films moving forward are not going to include Batman, that's fine. But like, don't, don't like be wishy-washy about it down the road when there's such an outcry. It's like, why can't we see him on the screen with these other characters? I want it. I just, it's, I'm really hoping that moving forward, they're going to be able to, um, (laughs) oh God, this is terrible. Stick to their guns eh? Eh? and no. not actually have overlap so if the plan for our pats batman and batfers is to not have it a part of james gunn's shared universe i'm fine with that because i think there's enough strength in character and the rogues gallery for batman is so big mm-hmm. they have a million stories they can tell that don't have to overlap with whatever james gunn is hoping to do with dc as long as they intend to keep them separate, I'm fine with it. Just don't bring Batman to DC again while you have another Batman that's already there. Yeah. Oh, I think you can bring Batman into the DC universe again. Just It just has to be done in a way that's different. Well, Okay, if, if they're making another The Batman movie and then they release another movie with the same time with a different Batman in the same general time frame... What's the point? Well, uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can go ahead. I mean, you could do basically what you did with Pattinson and Affleck, where you have a movie coming out with a dude in the team movie who's different than Pattinson. It doesn't matter. Audiences aren't stupid. They they can understand there's more than one Batman. I don't know. It just annoys me. I'm fine with it. Just don't recast and do a new Batman for the DC shared universe and then have another franchise running congruently with it. That's completely separate and not at all tied together. That's it's uh, no, I mean, again, my opinion doesn't mean shit because people are still going to pay to see both. I just, we don't need it. It's kind of like Spider-Man. I don't need to see uncle Ben die again. I don't need to see another Batman on screen if there's already a Batman in theaters. Meh. Anyways, as, as long as they're characterized well, I, I'll I'm fine with whatever. Um, speaking of things we watched, was an Avatar because <laughs> neither of you have gone. Nope. I'm sure that I will make it there relatively soon. The the missus has made it clear that she would like to see it. Um, so, yeah. How many people do you know directly that have gone to see this movie? Yeah, off the top of my head, none. Greg? None. Also none. Somehow they're approaching $2 billion at the box office. And I'm not saying that we are the measuring stick, but between the three of us, we have probably seen 95% of films that have ever come out in the last 25 years. I mean, here's the thing. Just because I don't necessarily care um, doesn't mean a lot of people don't. I don't know. 
something's something is suspect. It, I don't it's like not. It. The, the, trust me, if they were faking something, then movie theaters would be like, I don't know how they said this made two billion dollars. We're running empty theaters. No, there there are people watching it. It's just not us. But it's also not just traditional box office either, because how much money are they making on the like premium tickets for IMAX and all that other crap? I'm sure a lot because that's the reason why people are seeing it. <sighs> the visual, the visual uh, parts of the movie are supposed to be amazing. That's all I've read. Story-wise, didn't I haven't read anything? Yeah, it's kind of funny because you know I I know that the majority of the actual reviews that I've read, like from like a critic or whatever, have been like, "Wow, he really stepped up his game story wise." But then you read like when I read it from like a friend or whatever, they're like, "It was certainly a movie." Yeah, there was <laughs> there was definitely a beginning, a middle, and an end. I just I don't know. I good for them. James Cameron's still a prick. Doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking <laughs> have... of big box office, and we already just touched on this because we were talking about mid-90s films. Greg, is there anything else before we get into my nonsense that you watched this week? Mm, nope. Well... We're going to keep it status quo then, because you've probably seen the first one I watched this week, but you're definitely not going to see the second one. Yes, I sat down. Like Greg. <laughs> I sat down this week and I rewatched the original Jurassic Park, which I don't care who you are. That's just a damn good movie. It's fun, but I can tell that I'm getting to be like a little bit impatient in my later years as of late, because all I wanted in that whole film is those kids to die. You know how quick that movie would have been? Boom, T-Rex, eat the kids. Movie's over in 20 minutes. I still would have been satisfied. It would have been perfect. But right down to like the T-Rex shows up and somehow kid number two decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to get this big industrial ass flashlight and see if he doesn't notice me. Oh, flashlight didn't work. What do I got to do? I should scream. Yes, please scream. Make a lot of movement, scream, and use your flashlight. Dear God. He almost felt bad for the lawyer. Because, like, that dude actually did the right thing and, like, went and took himself out yeah. of line of sight. <laughs> but well, he's the one to die. And that's, like, um... What was it? Fallen King? No, it was, it was the original Jurassic World. Um, when they killed off the uh, personal assistant... Mm. We're like, well, she didn't do anything to deserve to die. This, this is stupid. They shouldn't have done that. Like, there were a lot of people up in arms over it. And it's like, what did what did the lawyer do wrong in the original Jurassic Park? Nothing. It was just <laughs> they they just wanted to show you a dinosaur eating somebody, and they chose that character. Like, it's. But it's crazy because he didn't even go into the bathroom to use the bathroom. Dude was just scared. I think his pants were around his ankles when he got ate. No, but that's what I mean. It didn't make sense. <laughs> like the none of the intent or the motivation to hide in there was to actually relieve him I mean that's not the first thing I'm thinking about like there's a dinosaur outside it's probably going to kill me what does it matter if you still had to pee when you go 
Um, so I did watch the original Jurassic Park. It still has a soft spot in my heart. It was the first time I ever went to the drive-in. My grandma took me, and it was the wildest experience because we were sitting at the drive-in, and it started to rain during the Dilophosaurus scene with Dennis Knight. Nice. <laughs> and, like, it was so trippy for me, and, like, my grandmother was super unimpressed. <laughs> Mostly because of the deaths. She's like, I don't like this. <laughs> so, I've, I, I, I really made a point as I was getting older to make sure I saw the sequels. And then the really cool thing is that as the new films were starting to come out, is right around the time Ashley and I started dating. So we saw the first one together in the theater. It was her first trip to Canada. It was the first time we met. So we saw the original like Jurassic World together. And an afternoon matinee, we lied to my roommate at the time about what we were doing that day. Cause he wanted to see the movie and we didn't tell him we were going to see it. So it's, it, it's, it's been a like big part of my life moving forward. So when I saw that it was on <laughs> streaming services, which I wasn't aware of, I thought it was still on Peacock, which to my dismay, Richard informed me, no, but then he told me that it was also available for free on prime. So last night, Ashley and I got around to watching Jurassic World Dominion. Greg, I know you've probably had your fill of <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt running around trying to save the world from dinosaurs while keeping dinosaur pets. Um, this film did a great job finally, hopefully, wrapping up this franchise. Is that not what the intent was? Like, this is it? This is... This is your swan song. This is your love letter to the fan base. This is it. That's all. We're done. Either of you confirm that? Yeah, um, I kind of dislike this movie. Really? Yeah. Well, before I get into why I like it, <laughs> what was your? I, I, uh, what were I some of your I, grievances? I think I talked about it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I... I I mean, I watched it back when it was on Peacock. Like, whenever it hit Peacock, I was like, oh, look, the new Jurassic World is on Peacock. Yeah. Um, I This is not a movie I saw very long ago. So we're mm-hmm. talking like four or five months. I remember very little about it. It was just, it was unmemorable. I remember not liking it and it being relatively bad. Yeah. Um... I think my biggest issue from my, my small amount of memory of it is uh, it took them, you know, it's what, an hour, like two hour and 15 minute movie, give or take, something like that. It felt like it was almost three hours. It was, it actually, it was two and a half hour movie. Good Lord. And they had your big characters from the Jurassic World franchise and your big characters from the Jurassic Park franchise. And they were like, I got a great idea. We're going to put them all in this movie. But then we're going to keep them all separated for two hours and ten minutes of this two and a half hour movie. Exactly. And it's just like, dude, you you have you've decided to create this movie where everyone's meeting up, and they're barely together. Like, they're together for like literally maybe an actual half hour of the movie. Yeah. 
Um, that and... You know, the movie is called Jurassic World Dominion, and the big thing that it posited from the trailers was, you know, hey, what's it like to live with dinosaurs, basically? Uh-huh. And that's not really what the movie felt like it was about. Yeah, I know. There was, like, three moments where you got a little bit of that, like, the opening sequence, it showed them, but it was, like, in passing, and it was quick cuts. And then there was a scene with the Brontosaurus at the lumberyard, and then at the end, the shot in DC where the kid by the pond playing with the dinosaur. And it's like outside of that and the, and the black market, but like, that's, I mean, that's an illegal trade. So it's not like that's on the up and up. So it didn't well, really count as a, a black market in fallen kingdom. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Anyway, tell, tell us your thoughts on the movie because I'm pretty sure I've already voiced my complaints in like a few months ago. I don't know how many times I want to see Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle with Velociraptors. It was cool the first time. Yeah, I didn't need it the next two films. Yeah, no, that's... That's... And that's... So there was this big thing when Episode Nine of Star Wars came out. Like, all of a sudden, Colin Trevorrow was considered to be a good director, and people were like... I don't understand why Colin Trevorrow's version of Episode Nine didn't get made. Mm-hmm. And you'd see little bits and pieces from his script get leaked. Yeah. And then people would be like, oh my god, look how good this script actually was. I feel like anyone who then turned around and watched this movie had to be like, you know what? Maybe J.J. Abrams did a better job than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, there was it was nice to see Sam Neill. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Goldblum is the same person in every movie. It's just yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Um some things that kind of like bothered me a little bit. Laura Dern seemed kind of not her character from the first film. That's putting it politely. My other big grievance coming out of this, I enjoyed it. Listen, I love dinosaurs. I don't care. You give me dinosaurs. I love Beta and the blue. I love that whole thing. I thought that was fun. I kind of want a tiny Velociraptor as long as it stays tiny. I know that's not realistic. It's fine. I think my biggest issue with it, other than <laughs> Campbell Scott as Dr. Lewis Dodge Dodson. Yeah. That guy was a... <laughs> Were they really trying to just like shit on Steve Jobs that whole time, or when, or I'm yeah, like way off no, base? It's and this is part of what has honestly kind of infuriated me about the Jurassic World franchise is they take these little like two bit characters from the first trilogy and then they drop them in and they're like world building, yeah, and. All they did is they took a character who was literally in one scene in Jurassic Park mm-hmm. with goddamn Newman. Yep. And they're like, okay, everyone remembers Dodgson, right? We're like, yeah, I guess. <sighs> I remember I remember Newman from the meme being like, hey, we got Dodson over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they're just like, yeah, this is, we're going to take this and we're going to give a, a hackneyed you know, Steve Jobs' impression or Jeff Bezos or insert billionaire industrialist here. Mm-hmm. 
And oh, by the way, this movie series has had five movies that have been relatively all about the dinosaurs. It's now about a cloned little girl. Which, don't get me wrong, uh, the young actress that played Maisie, I thought she did a good job. I think she was one of the only, like, genuine performances in the film. But I also liked, uh, what's her name? DeWanda Wise is Kayla, the pilot. I feel like we also didn't need Chris Pratt in this. Is that weird? The issue is, we didn't need Chris Pratt. We didn't need Bryce Dallas Howard. Eh. We, we didn't... You could take out most of the main characters, and the movie can work. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a series of events with very little emotional connection. Yeah. It, it, saying the movie could work is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, it was. It was still. Listen, I don't go into this expecting I'm going to see them prop up for Academy Awards. I watch it because it's dinosaurs on the screen. I felt the CG early in the film was a little bit weak. I wasn't like super impressed by it. It just felt rushed. So I wonder if they redid the opening sequence. Um, definitely not their best offering in the franchise, and it was pretty crazy that I watched the original film before watching this. <laughs> I do love that they brought back the practical effects, more the puppetry yeah. and like robot work. It was nice to see that. It was a beautiful film. Some of the areas that they shot in, I just, it, it, it felt like a weird, there was Indiana Jones into this. Um, it was, it, it, look, I'm just going to be honest. It was a bad movie. It was too much, man. They, 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 they tried to homage too many films that weren't Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. So I think... Probably not a rewatch for me, um, but I did enjoy it. So that was uh, that was the week that was. Um, I know we're hoping to be able to watch Glass Onion this weekend. So, and next week we're going to be talking about uh, coming off of Glass Onion. We will be yeah. talking about who is the next Bond. Yes, we. Uh, hopefully, there will be a little bit more clarity offered to that perspective as well um above and beyond that if you want to get a hold of richard to be able to discuss anything that we covered today richard how can they get a hold of you at richard versus i'm going to secure the bag for greg here and tell you that it's at whoa gregory to be able to contact him if you want to be able to talk a little footy or just lol at chelsea's misfortunes this season and if you want to contact me you can get a hold of me at versus podcast followed by the underscore Richard, it's Saturday. It's cold outside. Send him home. Have a good week, everybody.